Hello everybody, this is Timothy McCain and this is the first episode of Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain of 2019. First I want to say uh, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Today is a day we honor not just an individual <coughs> who is committed to the equality of people and how we see each other, but a man who is committed to the advancement of African Americans. And I want to truly honor him and the countless other African-American figures of our time by recognizing them and their struggles to fight for the opportunities that now African-Americans have today. And because of their sacrifice, we can now have an even bigger voice to create and bring change to this nation and this world. Now for today, we're going to get into some sports events that happened this week. With Tom Brady and the Patriots who won the AFC Championship game and uh, the Rams who won the NFC Championship game. The next thing we're going to talk about is who is the greatest dynasty in football history. First, I want to say that both conference games was one of, was one of those games where we could look back in the future and remember how great it truly was. To me, the biggest shocker last year was uh, Marcus Lattimore's missed tackle with Case Keenum making that last second throw and, Steven, and Stephon Diggs making that catch, just running in for the score. That was last year's NFC Championship game when the Minnesota Vikings beat the New Orleans Saints. The Saints were a better team, but it was like the Vikings weren't a, a drastic change. They, they had to make an opportunity out of nowhere. And they threw it to Stephon Diggs. Marcus Lattimore missed his tackle. He had one of the better rookie seasons. Um, I think he even was, he could have been even a pro bowler. I think he was a pro bowler that year. And he just missed the tackle. And it went in and ran for the score. It was it's 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 the equivalent of of a buzzer beater in basketball. That's how crazy it was. I've never seen a football game like it. So I think that was one of the craziest games going into this year. New Orleans, New Orleans Rams games. You could just tell by the energy of it. It was going to be a nail biter. Everything about it seemed that way from the outside looking in. People thought it was going to be a high. Scoring fast-paced game, but it was a tough defensively scheme type game. Players like Ndamukong Suh had always been great, in my opinion. Showed out. The Rams have arguably two of the best defensive tackles in the last two in the last twenty years. Um, only only the Hall of Famer Warren Sapp were as good as these guys, in my opinion. It was a game where the star players on offense were average at best. Kamara and Ingram, the best running back duo in football, was shut down. They were held to a combined 46 yards of rushing. And while Kamara did have a good day catching the ball for 11 receptions for 96 yards, no other offensive player had more than five catches from Breeze. The reliable superstar Michael Thomas was held to four catches, and the speedy veteran Teddy Ginn Jr., who seemed like he's been in the league for the past 30 years, only got three. The Rams took away offensively what made the New Orleans Saints go. And as good as, as good as the Saints defense has been, the Rams were going to score. It was just a matter of time. You don't shut out the Rams. You outscore the Rams. You don't have to score 50 like the Chiefs who lost that game when they played. But you need to score at least 35 to beat them. Now, when you think about this game, you obviously think about the bogus missed call from the refs. And while the Saints would have won that game unless there, were, unless there was a crazy turnover, it was a game-changing call momentum-wise. But I somewhat have an issue with the people saying this was a robbery. Great teams play well with adversity. It was an overtime when they had the ball first. And in a somewhat unfair ruling, the first one to score wins. The Saints had an opportunity to win the game, but Drew Brees threw the game away. Tom Brady didn't do that against Kansas City. 
He took it to him. And while obviously the Rams have a better defense, how about the time when Tom Brady scores in the first quarter in the Super Bowl against the Legion of Boom, who had a much better defense than this Rams a couple years ago? Ended the whole Seattle Seahawks dynasty. There could have been a dynasty if Pete Carroll had not have made that bogus call for Russell Wilson to, to throw the ball instead of running into the beast in Marshawn Lynch. Now, I like both guys. Pete, Pete Carroll is an incredible coach. Russell Wilson is incredible quarterback, both Hall of Fame worthy. I like both of them. But it was the play also of Tom Brady being able to score on the Legion of Boom in the fourth quarter to make that game. Uh, even again to make to, to make the game competitive because the Legion of Boom could have been the best could have been one of the best defenses of all time but but because they only won one and they weren't as dominant as the 2001 Ravens they could have said we won two championships but they didn't do it because of the one of the the worst play call in sports history that was the worst play call in sports history and uh, my point is with the Saints. Great teams play great, like Tom Brady. And I don't believe that the Saints played great. Tom Brady wouldn't have thrown an interception, and that's the difference between Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and that's the difference between Bill Belichick and Sean Payton. Both of them, all of them are Hall of Famers. All of them are great. But that group, that one group is just better than the rest. Peyton Manning and, I mean, not Peyton Manning, Tom Brady and uh, Bill Belichick, they're just a pair that we, unlike that we've seen before in history. This segues to my next point, which is the Chiefs versus the Patriots. Patrick, Mah- Patrick Mahomes, he's a bad man. This guy is a superstar. Give him a defense and a running game, and this won't be the last time we see Kansas City in this position. They're going to win Super Bowls. Super Bowls. But because And this guy's got the clutch team. But because of this defense, they lost the game. It was just like it was the first time these two teams met, but in the worst way. In the regular season, the Patriots beat Kansas City 43-40. We all know the Patriots got off to a to a strong start when they were scoring the ball. And defensively, they held Mahomes in check, making him throw two costly interceptions. Then in the second half, Mahomes threw four touchdown passes and almost won the game if the Patriots didn't have arguably the greatest quarterback in football history. Some say the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. It was the same result yesterday. In the first half, the Patriots defense shut down Mahomes and company to just 32 yards of offense in the first half. They were about as cold as the Kansas City weather. They were down 14-0 by halftime, and to be honest, the Patriots should have scored more on them. But the game seemed like it, they were, the Patriots were totally in, in control. But by the second quarter, by the second half... The Patriots knew that they had to keep time as possession because the Patrick Mahomes was just going on a tear, throwing touchdown after touchdown. But Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they weren't, they weren't in awe. They knew what to expect. I ultimately think that stopping them in the first half ultimately took the game from Mahomes late because New England knew they couldn't outscore them. So you can run the clock with the running game and with the short passes on the offensive side of the ball to extend drives, which ultimately tires defenses out. And you punish the quarterback using the middle of the line to hurry the quarterbacks and make them an unnecessary plays. They have four sacks on Mahomes. Even with the resurgence of the offense of Kansas City, like I was talking about later, Cool Hand Tom knew all he needed was time of possession. 
The problem with Kansas City offense is as great as it is, it scores fast. And so right when New England gets the ball back, they can use that time of his, they can use that time of possession to their side to their side. They they're a running team that can throw the ball at any time. That's a dangerous combination. Looking at this game, Mahomes showed up late, scoring on a drive to take the lead late. And then when their defense gave up another touchdown, Mahomes went and took Kansas City to a good enough field goal range to make a game-time score to land in overtime. But Mahomes was never able to set foot on the field because of the rules where if the team selects the coin, heads or tails, gets the ball first. If the team who gets the ball first scores, the game is over. But guess who got the ball first? It wasn't even close. Matthew Slater called heads, and the rest is history. Tom Brady is the first quarterback in NFL history to go 3-0 in overtime games in the playoffs. And Patrick Mahomes did not get to step foot on the field. What kind of rule change is this? These things need to be changed. As someone like Patrick Mahomes, a young, great quarterback, should be able to have a chance to score. It should not... The defense, the Kansas City defense, they're not the reason why the Chiefs are there. Yeah, they had the, they had the league leading in sacks. They were, they were number one in sacks this year. Was, you couldn't tell. You could not tell yesterday that they had the number one, excuse me, that they had number one in sacks. They just weren't. They were not that good. Tom Brady in that offensive line of his, you know, people talk about um, Bill Belichick as a defensive guy. Um and he's, he selects personnel. Well, he's done a wonderful job with that offensive line. I don't, I'm not sure if there's ever been a Patriots team that's never had a decent or a great or a great offensive line. They've always had a good offensive line that's always protected Tom Brady. At the end of the day, they've always had one. And I think that's something that Bill Belichick should be applauded for. They've always had a running back. They had a running back from Kevin Falk to uh, the brother that... Uh, is in Detroit now, who let who broke all those Patriots records. Um, let me see. I forgot what the brother's name was, but he, he was breaking all those records. Uh, and, and, and then they have now Sonny Michelle and James White. And so they've always had running backs. So this whole, this whole notion that Bill Belichick doesn't get the right personnel, he gets the right personnel. He gets those right guys. He gets those guys that are good and dominant. The first three years, he had guys like like Richard Seymour. You know what I mean? Hall of Fame type players that were just great in their era. And so I just think that that this Patriots defense, they're not as good. But they still got a guy who people sleep on in Dante Hightower. He was one of the reasons why the, 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 the Patriots were able to, to beat Atlanta uh, Falcons. Because of his of his strip sack to help save the game, his sack to help save that save that game. Um, but the rule change need to the, 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 they need to change those rules. And one of the things that I think uh, should change is uh, they should make it either a ten minute overtime where field goals don't count to de- to determine the win, but touchdowns. And I think another way to do it would be if if they start off. And the, the, the first team scores, the other offense, the other team gets the opportunity to score. And whoever's defense stops the team first. And then 
the team that stopped him scores, they win the game. I think that would be great because seeing Patrick Mahomes on the sideline in the NFL game is not good. It's, it's something that I think that all NFL fans wanted to see because all Tom Brady and, and company were doing was chopping away from that defense. That defense was scared. D4 and all those guys, man, they knew what was coming. We all knew what was coming. He was just chopping 10 yards. I mean, they were stopping him first down, second down, third and 10. They were on the same play, throwing basically pick, pay, pick plays where he was, where um, Julian Edelman just went up the middle. Bam, uh, reception, bam, reception. I mean, they were making stops, but they couldn't stop him on third down. It was crazy. Um, but um, MV, MVP Mahomes, man, uh, he's something special. Congrats to the New England Patriots and their fan base for the win. They have, a, they have a loyal fan base. They're like America's team. Everybody hates them. If they sit together like Cowboys fans and they have something special. Like the Patriots and their dynasty, several people are now calling them the greatest dynasty in sports. In football, that is, because uh, uh, people forget, oh, uh, well, you know, the Lakers have, uh, uh, what, 16 championships? The Celtics have, wait, the Lakers have 17 championships, and the Celtics have 18. So, technically, um, the greatest dynasties, and don't the Yankees have, like, 26 championships? So, uh, no, uh, New England is not the greatest uh, sports dynasty. Um, they're not even the greatest football dynasty. Uh, now, this is history. But there's nothing wrong with history. History is the reason why we are here today. Uh, and so when you talk about history, we got to think about the Green Bay Packers. They are the ones who have the greatest football dynasty. Matter of fact, the, the Patriots are third because the Chicago Bears are second. The Green Bay Packers have 13 NFL championships. The Chicago Bears have nine. But if we're talking about the Green Bay Packers... Their first coach, Earl Curley Lambeau, coached for 35 seasons and won six titles. He won with Red Dunn and Ernie Herber as his quarterbacks. Let's look at the list of, of, of quarterbacks in Green Bay who won Super Bowls. Red, Red Dunn, Ernie Herber, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers, all were quarterbacks who won titles for the Green Bay Packers. The, the Packers head coaches who have won championships are Earl Lambeau, Vince Lombardi, Mike Holmgren and Mike McCarthy's. Some say, well, ah, Tim, it was over a century ago. That doesn't count. Why doesn't it count? Is George Washington not the first president? Did Thomas Jefferson not invent electricity? Did George Washington's carver make peanut butter? We do not have videos to show these highlights, but they were true. They are something significant. So people saying the Patriots are the best franchise ever. I'll tell them to check their sports history because the Packers are the best franchise in sports history. And no, I'm not saying that because I'm frustrated that the Patriots won another AFC Championship game and are probably going to win their sixth Super Bowl and Tom Brady is the greatest uh, of all time. Do I think he's the greatest? Uh, no. I, I don't, um, but he's the greatest of all quarterbacks. There, if it's tough, because when you when you look at the greatest players of all time, a lot of I feel like a lot of people they always focus on will and heart and championships, and those things are valid. But you have to have ability 
and talent and speed and and strength to be able to do those things. And sometimes we overvalue the quarterback position. Um, we we almost judge it like it's a tennis player, like it's outside of the sport of football. A quarterback would be nothing if he did not have a great a good offensive line. A quarterback would not be nothing if his receivers dropped all his perfect catches. If the running back wasn't running through the holes of the offensive line. If the defense on the opposite side of the balls stopped the other quarterback and company from scoring, a la Patrick Mahomes. I think that the qualifier of the greatest of all time should be between eras and what the significance of that is. Now, with quarterbacks... I do think that Tom Brady has, has when you compare him to quarterbacks, I think that's the necessary way. Judging by position other than player. Um, because if we look at his if we look at Tom Brady and we look at his significance when it comes to the quarterback position, he's number one. He's won he's won five Super Bowls. He could possibly win a six. That's two more than Joe Montana. He's over Joe Montana. But I cannot say that that Tom Brady is more important than Jim Brown because Jim Brown was like the the running back, the quarterback of his era because people weren't throwing the football. Jim Brown was like the quarterback of that offense because the offense was set up to be a run-first offense, like the 70s. The 70s was was set up to be a run-first offense. So therefore, the running back was the most prime position in that era. And that's for me, my favorite, one of my favorite positions in football is the running back position because of the physicality of it. Um, So that's why I I look at things like that and I say, well, you can't really judge quarterbacks based off of uh, saying they're the greatest players of all time because Tom Brady could not play any other position besides quarterback. But Jim Brown could play wide receiver. He could play, he could play. He could play, he could be a tight end, he could catch, you know what I'm saying? You have guys Walter, like Walter Payton, like there's guys, there's athletes, and I feel like athleticism, talent, and skill should have something to do with it, and it shouldn't be about will. Um, shouldn't, I'm saying it should, I, it should be about will, but not everything, it shouldn't just be the, the main component, it should involve a whole amount of things. Um, but this is a uh, Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Uh, Thank you for listening. Happy MLK Day and uh, talk with you soon. All right. Bye.